It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Star League to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Defense! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with my co-host, Alex Moreau. How you doing? And Jared Riley. Hello. So, um, this week, Scholar of the First Sin, Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin comes out um, for Xbox One and PS4 and PC, too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, did you ever play Dark Souls 2? Um, I didn't play 2. I played Demon Souls and the first Dark Souls. So, are you a fan of the series, or what's your what's your deal? I'm a fan of the series. I like, I don't know, I like the concept of it. The gameplay is pretty interesting. I love the concept art, but I'm just frankly not good enough to get by with much of that series. So, how far did you make it into Dark Souls? Oh, God, not very far at all, to okay. be totally honest. I think I played for like six hours before I called it quits. Okay, well, you got a taste of the game then. Yeah, that game just rocked my shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What's the what's the genre? It's uh, action or adventure, kind of RPG ish, um, but it's real time battles and it's um, you know you're blocking and counterattacking and yeah, third person. Like the combat is really about um, timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's basically known for being brutally hard. Um, you have to be extremely cautious while playing it. Or brutally hard by today's standards. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyway. Um, and it's just interesting because it doesn't hold your hand through the level progression. Like you kind of have to figure things out for yourself. Yeah. So basically, Dark Souls 2 um, was pretty good. I liked it a lot. I think the first one holds a special place in my heart. So I don't know if it was better than the first one, but it was really good. Um, and 2 now, uh, and the first one was for 360 and PS3. Two uh, Scholars of the First Sin is kind of a remaster of the game Mm -hmm. for the Xbox One and PS4 and PC. Um, It's also coming to 360 and PS3 as well. Oh, as patches, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you. Okay. Does it have additional content? Yeah, it does actually. Yeah, so it comes with additional content. And that's what I want to talk about because I haven't played it yet. Um, But it reshuffles a lot of the enemies and it adds kind of new. So if you played through it before, playing through it again, Will almost be a kind of like a Zelda Master Quest type experience. Mm-hmm. It'll be a different experience. And don't lean too hard on your previous strategies because the new enemies have like entirely new move sets, new yeah. locations. Um, there's new NPCs and um, item descriptions, just all kinds of stuff. And my question is, uh, I'm a big huge, I'm a, I'm a huge Dark Souls fan. That really doesn't appeal to me. I don't know why. I just, if I was going to go back and play the game again. I kind of like the sense of having, you know, earned that knowledge already and, you know, done my trial and error. And uh, it'd be a lot lot more fun for me at this point to go back and play through my 360 version if I was going to play it again 
rather than pick up this version um, in spite of all the other like graphical and frame rate improvements and stuff. I think this is for the people that have been playing it to death, like who have speed run through it, you know, like dozens of times yeah. and they're just jonesing for new content. So yeah, it'll I, give them an excuse to speed run it like another 30 or so times. So you want to feel like you're returning to an old friend, but yeah. you don't want to feel like, uh, like they've changed. Like it's changed. <laughs> well, yes and no. It's kind of, you know, it's like when you go back to your hometown and they, they took away the mall or something. <laughs> Or the arcade. <laughs> or the arcade. Well, no, if you're going to go back right now and play some classic that you really enjoyed, but instead of playing the classic you know and love, it was going to be like a, a different version, like the same game, but like different things happening, different enemies, different places. Like if you were to go back right now and play uh, Ocarina of Time, you know, would you play Ocarina of Time or would you play the Master Quest? Hmm. That's actually a toughie. Right. <laughs> no, there's a there's a time and place for those i just i'm disappointed that um the option isn't available to play through you know kind of the original version i guess i understand why it isn't i just therefore to me it's not that appealing i'm probably not going to pick it up yeah i think it's a great jumping point for people who are like relatively new to the series like it's great for them to hop on because it it does include like all the dlc and it does have increased or improved graphics and everything i've so. heard it's a bit harder though yeah from what, from what i've read um you know the kind of They've just added some challenges here and there to it, uh, which is cool. But anyway, is the graphical like improvements enough to make it worth it? Apparently, they're significant. Really, and okay. frame rate, which is a big thing when you go up to the Xbox One and uh, PS4 with a last gen game. So, all right, let's go on to some news. That's enough about Dark Souls. All right, today in news. Uh, Alex, what do you got for us? Okay, so um, very recently, Square Enix had this sort of viral marketing campaign called Can't Kill Progress that was streaming over Twitch. Yeah. And it was um, it was like a live action skit where this man was being interrogated in a dark room and Twitch players got to choose his actions. And so they updated it in real time. And it was supposed to be alluding to some sort of future game. And today it was leaked that that future game is going to be a Deus Ex sequel. Cool. Wow. There's still one more day of this Can't Kill Progress campaign. In it. <laughs> so it, it was um, kind of spoiled two thirds through. But you know what? Our viewers aren't going to hear this until Thursday anyways. So right. it's not like we're killing the magic for them. The thing, I never really liked those kind of weird viral marketing campaigns. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did you, were you watching this? with interest before it was leaked? I was watching it, but it was really shitty. Oh, that's <laughs> Like, to be bad. totally honest, they got really terrible actors. Like, they seemed, like, really excited, like, college theater kids or something. Oh. So when they're doing, like, the this, these very serious interrogation scenes, the guy in the chair is like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And then the oh. scary oh. FBI guys are like, you know exactly what we're talking about. And they have all these crazy cool filters tossed on top and, like, a. I need yeah, to see this. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had sound clipped it, but you did a pretty good job, I think, just now kind of recounting. So, <laughs> I should do dubs. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um, yeah, so those kind of campaigns, uh, number one, I don't like them that much anyway. But if you're going to do them, you got to do them right. Yeah, I think that you can do them well. Like I really enjoyed when um, District 9 was doing that sort of like viral marketing thing where they were putting up the posters that said like no prawns and stuff like that. I uh, thought that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. But yeah, you definitely have to do it right. Um, By the way, District Nine, hold on. District Square Nine, Enix. around the table here, real quick. What about 
Overrated movie? Yes or no? Ooh, that's a toughie because I really loved the first portion. The second portion just became kind of like a sci-fi romp. And I really wish that it had stayed like either it started sci-fi romp or ended as serious like political note kind of dealio. Um, But I did like it. I don't remember it getting like a ton of accolades. Oh yeah, no, it was a big deal. I think I think the part of the accolades were it kind of came after a dry spell for sci-fi. Oh yeah, and it was so, a good movie though. I mean, no, it was an enjoyable movie. It was a good movie. I just people like to sing its praises, and eh, it it's just not like you said, Alex. I think the second half is kind of weak, um, and it's just not that. Like I, I haven't gone back to watch it again. Also, it's the most thinly veiled. Um, social commentary I've ever seen. <laughs> That's what that Neil Blomkamp guy is all about. Yeah. The most thinly veiled social commentary he can muster. And yeah. he admitted in some interviews, he's like, hey, I'm a concept guy and I draw pictures of things. I don't know how to direct shit. <laughs> well, he did Elysian. He basically said, I just, you know, I didn't really care about the story so much. I just like the concept of this big space station in the sky with all the rich people on it. Yes. I yeah. read that or saw that as well. Yeah. That's true for all of his new movies. They always say the, the creator of District 9. <laughs> Right. No, I'm saying that the first one got a lot of accolades, but really, yeah. Um, and I'm not even just looking at it in the context of his two most recent movies, which apparently were not super well received. He uh, did Chappie, right? Chappie yeah. got kind of wrecked by critics. Yeah, it did. I haven't seen it yet, but it was a disappointing for me. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, District Nine. I hear people talk about it all the time, like it's just this amazing thing. Eh. I haven't seen it since the theaters, to be honest. That's all I had to say. I'm sorry, Alex. That's <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, let's see here. In other news, the Tomb Raider reboot has sold over 8.5 million copies. Tomb Raider reboot. You guys play this game? I didn't. No. Of course you didn't, Jared. What do you think? <laughs> I really liked it. I fucking loved using the bow, but some of the some of the shorter bits, like where you're parachuting through the trees or going down the river, like I did those like fucking 30 times. And uh, um, Oh, because you couldn't beat them? Well, it's just like... Um, my twitch reflexes weren't good enough <laughs> for oh. certain portions of the game. I managed to like fumble through them eventually. Yeah. But anyways, aside from that, um, no, it was really fun. I had never played a Tomb Raider game before because they was like really stupid to me. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, you know, it seemed like, especially because Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3, basically every sequel, her boobs just got bigger on the cover. And it seemed like that's what kind of became about rather than gameplay. <laughs> I don't know. From what I was seeing as an observer, that's what it looked like to me. Um, I just always like the little puzzly a- aspect of it. Now, see, that's what I liked about this reboot. Now, I was interested because it seemed like they took on, I know it's a cliche, but, you know, a more mature, kind of darker storyline. But I think whatnot. they did that really well. Yes, they did it really well. The story was good. The acting was good. And the graphics were good. Yeah. So I really enjoyed this reboot. And I'm looking forward to the sequel. Yeah. Uh, I'm really uh, glad to hear that it sold well. Um the sequel is a little bit of controversy surrounding it because it's going to be a timed exclusive for the Xbox One. Oh, boo. Or maybe 362, <laughs> but Xbox One, yeah. Boo. Is that bad for you? Yeah. What did you play it on? I wanted to play it on PC. Oh, well, fuck you. I know. PC gamer. That's oh. shit. <laughs> That's cruel. I want it. Okay, I want to play on PC, but with an Xbox controller. <laughs> right. Xbox Ones are cheap nowadays. How much are they? Well, I mean, cheap is relative. You have to have, you know, probably. You have to have that, like, enough disposable income, though. And I'm not rocking that well, right Well, you're now. college student, basically. <laughs> so, true. I mean, that, yeah. It's going to be a while. Right. But, um. Yeah. Oh, man, though. You know, I, I might have to just, like, go mooch off somebody else for that one. 
if it's only coming to Xbox One and 360. What's the base price for an Xbox One now? 350. It can go down to like 300 on sale. It's not that bad. No. Um, it's a timed exclusive for the Xbox One. Mm. So it is going to come to PS4 and PC at some point. Okay. Probably not for like six months after the release, though. Well, I'm all right with that. Okay. All right. Um, what else do we have in news? Um, let's see here. We have um, some news about MOBAs um, kind of getting set up to lead the industry of gaming this year. Jared, you found this article. Tell us about it. Well, uh, they're they're set to take over, man. <laughs> they're <laughs> taking just, over PC gaming. Like, what are they saying? They're becoming extremely profitable, and they're becoming like very popular as a form of esport. It's like top ranked esports. They're the right most now, profitable to... uh, type of game now in PC gaming, and they're all free to play, right? Yep. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, so that's which is nuts and amazing. I hate that model, but are. apparently it works. People Who do you are... think they're dethroning now? Like like MMOs or something? I mean, probably MMOs. Uh, I don't know what classifies as like taking over the gaming world. I'm thinking they're taking over um, RTSs. Like they're taking audience away from RTSs and moving it into MOBAs. I don't, I don't know if they're taking anything away. They're just uh, the majority of the profit. The I majority guess. of the profit. Okay. And that's I think that's largely because of the free-to-play model, which is just prints money. Actually, I quite like the free-to-play model in the context of these MOBAs. Really? Because it doesn't alter gameplay at all to to like toss to like throw money into it. So explain to me how it works then, just in it's, general. It's pretty much just like something like 64% of all profit made from MOBAs comes from um, purely cosmetic alterations to your characters. Oh, cool. So okay. it's like you can get new little skin for them or like there are these things called carriers in Dota 2 and you can get like new little carriers to run your character. So it's like it, you're buying shit like pets and costume alternatives. Okay. Um, so it's pretty much just people who love this game so much, uh, like people love this game so much that they're willing to throw the occasional like $10 at it because they're like, hey, guys, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate the fact that we can kill like 30 hours a week on this game without having to pay for it. Right. Okay. See, that kind of content to me is fine. I just don't like stuff that's behind like a paywall, like stuff that should have been should be in the game. I'd rather pay a price up front and get a complete game and not worry about being um, having to pay for little things here and there later on. I'm yeah. apparently in the minority on that. Um, <laughs> no, but, I entirely believe in that. But the way you describe it doesn't sound so bad to me. Yeah, you don't really run into that problem with MOBAs. One thing that comes close to that is that certain characters might be locked. Um, like characters will go through sort of like seasons or cycles. Yeah. Um, if a new character is released, it might not be available to you unless you pay for it or you could like randomly get it. There are certain games where um, you can sign up to receive a random character for the match. Okay. And so you might get like this new nice character. But the character is just as balanced as all the other characters. Yeah. It's just like, do you want to play different this? Different approach, yeah. different gameplay. Pretty much. Yeah. But um. Like I said, you don't you definitely don't have to pay for that character to be just as good as other players. Okay. Cool. Do you play a lot of League, Alex? Nope. Or Dota? Sarah does. I'm sure she's gonna comment on it in a halftime. <laughs> no. What do you play? Um I played Dota back when it was still a part of Frozen Throne. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> but um, it started out as a World of Warcraft or no, sorry, a uh, Warcraft three Frozen yeah. Throne mod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would play that on shit on Battle.net like crazy. But um, no, I don't really play them anymore. But like two of my best friends are really big into Dota 2. And my brother was like top 10% in America for League of Legends or something. So I'm surrounded wow. by MOAs. Yeah. So, ben, ben and I tried to play the, um, what was it, the Lord of the Rings? Oh, yeah. Thing. I was trying to figure out, like, I had never played a MOBA. I kind of knew what they were, but I just never played one. So I downloaded 
There's an Xbox Live Lord of the Rings MOBA, um, Xbox Live Arcade, and know, it was entertaining. Apparently, it's not like a good one, but yeah, it's horrendously reviewed. Apparently, it's unbalanced and all this. All it, it was entertaining though, and I got kind of the, the concept. Um, it was a good way to kill a couple hours. Yeah, because <laughs> um, actually, this will kind of segue into our next news piece. My plan is my next game indie game that I develop will be a MOBA and will use the free-to-play model, and I will print money with it. So that's that's my <laughs> that's why I was kind of exploring MOBAs a while. This is back. a good plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so our next story is about this little uh, this website, this kind of this tool called Steam Spy, and it lets you uh, kind of see the player activity on pretty much any Steam game. It's all based upon um, user data that they collect from a, a certain sample size of users, um, and they have pretty accurate predictions. If you type in the name of my game into Steam Spy, it'll give you a pretty darn accurate estimate of the number of copies sold, what price it's been sold at, and uh, all that. So Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was wondering um, where they're pulling these statistics from. I read something like they're um, going through 150,000 accounts a day. <laughs> But it's updated every day, so every day they have to go through one hundred and fifty thousand accounts again to get like. I I think they might have um, users who are reporting data to them, or they. Might, oh, okay. Maybe they're data mining, um, but obviously it's all automatically done. Uh, Sarah can probably clarify exactly what they're doing. The details probably don't matter as much as this. This is a really cool site, and I can vouch for the fact that um, the data apparently is accurate because it looks similar not it's not spot on but similar to what i see with my developer tools and, and how many copies i know i've sold and all that so that's what i saw as well i can see it being really really handy for developers and like um reviewers so us we might want to use that but just as a consumer i enjoyed poking through my favorite genres to see what sort of statistics there were for games that i had my eye on or that i had played in the past yeah like um i saw that um, Pillars of Eternity that we mentioned last week was yeah. actually pretty high up there on the RPG list. Oh, good. In Steam wow. Spy. Top of it was stuff like, you know, obviously Skyrim, Bioshock. Right, right. The obvious stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, actually, after our conversation last week about Pillars of Eternity, um, I looked it up. Looks super cool. I'm going to get it. I just, it's one of those games where I know. I'm not going to have any self-control. I'm going to play it exactly you know, nonstop until I beat <laughs> it. And it's going to take a week or two out of my life. So until I can either develop self-control or clear out a chunk of time, <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> so. That's a very wise choice. Many of us aren't wise enough to make such choices. Well, no, no, no. I've made the mistake so many times in the past that, you know. How much is mm -hmm. it? 45. It's 45. Okay, I'm not going to buy it. I was thinking about it. <laughs> well, it'll probably go on sale, I'm sure, for the Steam Summer Sale. At least oh, yeah. Some percentage I'll get it on when it's on sale. Summer. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Well, that's all we have for news. So we're going to take a quick break and then go into the second half of the show, the Halftime Checkup with Sarah. We'll be right back. It's the halftime checkup with uh, Sarah Peters. Sarah, what's Hello. going on today? Oh, well, let's see. Um, going, starting off with the Duex sequel. Deus Ex. Deus Ex. <laughs> well, <Was> I. Intentional <laughs> or. <laughs> no, I can't pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> I can't English. All right. Um, 
So we actually pulled up the videos up here. And the video I looked up is not exactly the correct video. But then I went and looked at the correct video. And it's still... Cool story, bro. Go ahead. Shut <laughs> <laughs> your punk ass face. All right. And it kind of looks like a weird porno setup. Um, yeah. And definitely overactive, as you were saying, Alex, mm-hmm. um, to a to a humorous and definitely worth the watch degree, I would say. Well, um, I'll post a link to it so people can go check it yeah. out. Yeah. People can go cringe at it. <laughs> Nothing's yeah. more fun to watch than horrible actors trying to be good actors. Moving on to the MOBA section. Okay. Um, now you're kind of a big Le- League of Legends player. I am. All right. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> so I wouldn't say I'm a big League of Legends player, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, if you want to put it that way. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have circles, man. Oh. And I'm, I'm big in. Great. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. You're kind of a big deal in certain circles. I'm a big deal in the crappy amateur just reached level 30 circuit. All right. I don't know what that means, but it's a very highly regarded circuit. It's not at <laughs> Congratulations! All. <laughs> all right, in regards to it being more profitable and kind of taking over the market, um, yeah. well, I mean, of course, they're more profitable. Um, they're able to cultivate audiences uh, the way sports do, and people inherently are going to like to watch and stream and view um, these sorts of uh, battle-based. Uh, games and right. whatnot so it, watching streams of these things is a big deal too a huge deal. oh yeah they okay. even like rent out entire stadiums to have people watch yeah. these games live and these oh, big Jesus. professionals you know they make tons of money there's people that make millions of dollars playing these games professional players are like actual celebrities yeah yeah and hmm. i think hmm. a reason this is t- <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, mm, uh, we're reason- not impressed <laughs> i don't know how i feel about that yeah i kind of like it because i just like i like esports Way more than actual sports, sports. So it's a really? nice trend for me. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a Seahawks fan? <laughs> no. <laughs> you live in this the Pacific Northwest. And you're not a Seahawks fan. I'm a fan of Super Bowl food. Okay. But that's about I think that. most people are more fans of the Super Bowl food than the Super Bowl. No, I will say in our area, Seahawks who won the Super Bowl last year, but not this year because of the ending play. Uh, a lot of people in our area are like, we're all twelves. We're twelfth man. We're mm-hmm. the fans. That's so obnoxious to me. Yeah, I really, I really, really. Yeah, no, like, I can't man? get in on that. I'm not a twelfth man. No. And I, fuck I, you. I like the Seahawks. <laughs> I like some of the players on the Seahawks, like their personalities, and I love uh, what's his face, Marshawn, uh, Marshawn Lynch, and uh, Beast Mode, and uh, the other guy. <laughs> fuck, the guy who went on Richard Sherman. Oh yeah, <laughs> the guy who went on the rant um, last year. Anyway, total tangent. Sorry. No, it's I just okay. had to point out that somebody on this podcast doesn't think esports are cool. Go I ahead. don't think they're cool either. All right. <laughs> don't worry. The community for MOBAs is why I don't play MOBAs. Mm-hmm. Like the gameplay itself actually seems pretty amusing, but I just can't stand the other people who are dinking around on it. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. All right. So I've heard I've heard stories that people are just total assholes on there, but you're mm-hmm. complaining um in this particular instance about people who don't take it seriously no i'm complaining about the assholes assholes. (laughs) people who take it way too seriously like when i play mobas i'm just trying to have fun right and like past time maybe i'm trying to bond with like my other friends who are playing on my team but then you have people being like it's their life and they will fucking piss all over your show if you are not up to their standards yeah that's so sad to just like have that be your aspiration to become like a pro gamer 
and that's why you devote all those hours into the. It's like, and that's why you're mean to anonymous people online. Like, if you're gonna, mm-hmm. if you're going into this to try and like, the thing I have to say to people who are all pissy about you know somebody on the team not knowing what to do. Number one, go make some fucking friends and find somebody to play with that you know, and then you don't have to worry about playing with randoms. Yeah, if you if you get a clan going that. You're good to go. Exactly. Yeah. A yeah, lot of people be- already have like established teams with captains and shit. Like okay, they good. assign captains to their teams. Go do that. And then some other, you know, guy who is willing to submit to your douchebaggery will be on your team and and deal with you. But, you know, if you go and play with a pickup group or, you know, randomly matched people online, you're gonna find people of different skill levels. Maybe they just started playing the game a week ago. You don't know. And uh so just shut the hell up and if they're an antisocial piece of shit, I mean, they, they're they not going to be able to be a pro in the first place anyway. So. I mean, yeah. there's a whole nother aspect, which is a huge issue with games like League and Dota and all these games, which actually comes on the other side of the keyboard with you can't quit out of these games in the middle. You have to be there until the end of the game. And these well, that's like penalized. any RTS game. Yeah. yeah. So like about StarCraft. Four, I mean, 45 to 60 minutes. Right. So. It's, a, it's a commitment. You can't yeah. be interrupted. Can't and games quit. can fizzle out if people drop, right? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And there's a whole huge amount of annoying ass drama that comes from that too people will yell at each other for for you know having to go mid through or something like that okay maybe this person like really really has to pee or like maybe like i like south park solution for that just go toilet toilet (laughs) 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 or bathroom whatever he said i like the dumb and dumber solution just go just go man just go man (laughs) (laughs) yeah or, you know, they have to do something or some sort of emergency or something happens and um, they don't stop playing or they can't stop playing or, or people get mad at them or they lose their ranking. I think that really infringes on their actual life a little bit. And it can- well, the thing is, here's the thing. The thing is, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, is, this applies to, you know, MMOs. If you start an instance with people, you know, in a group, you don't want them to drop for another, you know, 45 minutes to an hour till the instance is, is complete. Um, you know, people have to leave in the middle of things sometimes for various reasons. Some reasons are better than others. I had um, to go to the ER one time and my friend wouldn't stop playing. Okay. Because they were f- afraid of losing their rank. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's time to get new friends. It's very serious business. <laughs> yeah. I at think your friend MMOs, had the right of it. <laughs> at least with MMOs, when somebody drop out of the instance, you could queue up for somebody else to take their place, which is nice. I think but... it's, it's just, it's an etiquette thing. I mean, yeah. You basically, you try and do your best yeah. to stick it through. If you can't do it, that's fine. You're just cultivating your reputation if you keep on dropping, I guess. So yeah. it's good. That it, there's penalties in yeah. game for Yeah, it's good. It's good that you can't keep on dropping. But I think people get way too worked up when people have a legitimate reason for dropping and they do it. Or Yeah, the thing is, again, if you're playing with somebody random, you really are rolling the dice in my opinion also i know i mean i'm sure tons of people would rage at me for this it's a fucking game oh that too it's a game people get just no i'm just i'm just saying that um well obviously all the rage around it doesn't make any sense it's just you know people get angry with the weirdest things it's like people driving people get so angry driving it's like god (laughs) and you hear about people have killed themselves over like you know, game, these kind of games and stuff like that, or they nothing of value was lost. Oh, wow, it's dark, man. It's yeah, it's dark. <laughs> oh man, I think I read something about a person who was playing League for like a full forty-eight hours or something, and they died because they developed a blood clot in their leg, and it broke off and just like gave them a heart, like went straight to their heart, and killed them. 
Wow. The lesson is, if you're going to play video games for 48 hours, maybe do some mild kinesthetics <laughs> like between matches or something. Like, Hey, I have one response to that. Don't tell me what I can't do! <laughs> and he ended up in a wheelchair, so you know what? Maybe people... Maybe people can tell you what you can and cannot do. Yeah. He just wanted to go on a walkabout, you know? Yeah. That's all he wanted. God <laughs> damn. He prepared for it. Today on Extreme Gamers. What? That was just that. That was that. That was just that. That was that. Was that. <laughs> all right. What do you got next? Um, I just wanted to also address with the MOBAs. Um, Is that how you pronounce it? Or are you just again? This is a do sex thing for you. <laughs> Mobas. I used to think it was pronounced deuce as well. Thank you. But my but we're recording deuce machina. A, we're, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> she heard us say Deus Ex. Yep, she's. You're right. I mean, she's. she's I did hear. She it. has no real good excuse. At least I had a good excuse like four years ago, I, and that was how I thought the I pronunciation. I heard, but I chose was. not to listen. <laughs> All right. Um, I watch we're wrong saying it Deus Ex when you get criticized. Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> it is Deus Ex uh, Machina. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's, let's move right into our uh, this week's top three. Gamers must die. Top three list of the week. Gamers must die. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list of the week. Die, die, die. The top three list of the week. My goal was just to be as cliche radio, you know. That's hilarious. You certainly succeeded. Intro. Yes. <laughs> I want oh to start Where did you get that audio from? Huh? Where in the world did you get that audio from? Hey, like listen. A program I do, with a quaint British accent? I do this for a living. I'm I have my, on a dance. I have my sources. Go. <laughs> All right. Top three list of the week this week. Um, I'm ready. This was so Alice's excited. idea. Uh, favorite supporting video game characters yeah. of all time. So we're going to start with Sarah. What's What are your top three favorite supporting video game characters? All right, I can explain. Okay. <laughs> uh, number one, I've got Handsome Jack from Borderlands. And even though in the pre-sequel, uh, or pre... No, it's the pre... Pre-sequel to the sequel. Pre, yeah, yeah. Or, anyways. Yeah, whatever. Um, he is playable in most of the games. He's not. And he's an interesting character. And you watch his descent into madness and um, how he goes from being kind of the protagonist to a definite antagonist. Yeah. And it's really cool the way that they completely played with his character in um, both the game that you were able to play him in and the games that you weren't. So I think he was a dynamic character. And I think that um, he had a lot of character growth. So I uh, I never played the pre-sequel. I, ha- I haven't played it yet anyway. It's good. Um, Go play it. Yeah. I, I, I'll probably play it at some point. I'm waiting for the inevitable next gen release, the Xbox One, yeah. PS4 version. Um, I'm waiting for discounts. But- I didn't buy Borderlands 2 until it was like 15 bucks. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Fuck you, um, but I liked Handsome Jack in that second game. He, yeah. he, was, he was a good villain. Yeah, he, he was fantastic. He's yep. like, he's that, he's he's appealing he's like an appealing character he's so crazy but he's got charisma to him oh yeah this is the best villain love it um all right number two is no surprise to anyone sitting here right now um midna from the zelda games okay uh similar reasons she's got a lot of charisma she's a spunky character she's sassy she's sassy (laughs) and she doesn't take shit from anyone all these chicks just love this midna character man yeah who midna midna i played this game well, back when it first came out, however long ago that was, I barely remember Midna. From which Zelda game? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never played it. Yeah. Oh. It's like oh. a girl thing to love Midna. <laughs> I don't. 
don't think so. No, I don't. Think I know so. a lot of guys who have like huge boners from Minna too. Is she yeah. hot? No, oh, she's like hot in the end. She, she's, she's a, a little, little fuzzy creature thing a, yeah, from 99% like a... of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but then at the very end, they're like, ah, but she was a hot chick all along. This provides new context for everything that she said previously. Yeah. It's kind of like the first time I played through Metroid as a kid. Oh, shit. She was a hot chick all along. This changes <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's got a really good storyline, too. Her character storyline is just, I don't know. It's really engaging to me. And I think it. I think that combined with her personality, which was definitely something you hadn't seen in many Nintendo games in general, I'll, I'll say, All right. um, was, I don't know, made her a pretty good supporting character to me. Well, it's very, it was a very interesting dynamic because you don't often have like bossy sidekicks. Yeah. You usually have sidekicks that you have to like save from dying while you yeah. tow them from point A to point B and they don't really do too much. So to have a character that was like constantly giving your character shit mm-hmm. and like bossing them around was kind of neat. Well, the fairy in Majora's Mask gave Link shit. Yeah, it, that's true. It wasn't quite the same though. I think that Minna played a really large role in the game, in the cutscenes, in the storyline, and I don't feel like any other uh, sidekick, quote unquote, uh, character had that role tattle was less empowered because yeah. she didn't have any sort of like attack moves or anything whereas with midna she could like grab shit and like solve puzzles and like Dude, hit man, these guys enemies just, these guys are just all about this midnight jesus you do a podcast we do the midna podcast i'm gonna look up some uh midna porn when i go home <laughs> you do that i wouldn't go there if i were you i will sarah's been there i've been, <laughs> been there, there done that you can't place. come back I've been to a lot of dark places on the internet, so he is like a hardened sailor of the internet. <laughs> I am. He just lives like, in the know, deep web. You know, in reboot, when like um, Enzo goes into the internet and he comes back and he's all like chiseled oh, and he's got that stubble and like he's a total badass. What's this? Yeah, that's you me. never watch reboot. What's reboot? Oh, I know so exactly good. what you're talking it? about. It's like a really, it's a really old um, television it's a show, Canadian show. CG uh, show about characters that live inside a computer oh, okay. and they like live inside video games and shit like that. Played on Toonami back in the DBZ days, like oh, early two okay. thousands. Yeah. One of the characters gets lost on the internet as a child, and by the time they find him again, he's like this 25-year-old buff guy <laughs> with stubble, and he's like got harpoons and shit, and he's like, I've seen some things. It sounds like Jumanji. Yes, it's a lot like Jumanji so in that regard. The deep web kind of like the It's Jumanji. really actually an interesting show because, I mean, the viruses in the computer are all like characters, like villains and like... I really loved how they did the video game thing too because all the protagonists of the show are the antagonists of the video game because the bad guy of the show is the player who is killing all of these characters. Interesting. It was weird. Good huh. show though. It's something. Sarah, what's your number three? Um, I ended up picking Vanille. Um, Who's that? Thanks. <laughs> Validation. Uh, she is. She's a character in Final Fantasy thirteen, and she um, basically ends up sacrificing herself towards the end of the game. Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> <laughs> How long has this game been out now, though? Like, do we really have to throw the spoiler I don't think alerts out there? Final yeah. Fantasy thirteen. Apart Wasn't from that Sarah, just a so. terrible game all around? Yeah. Defend your game. Come no, on. No, it was not great. It wasn't? But, but the character was great, you think? I think the character was good, though. Okay. Yeah. The game was not great. I didn't personally enjoy that game as much as X2 or X at all. I wasn't but fond of it once they started deviating from like the classic RPG combat style. No. With 12, right? Or 11, I guess. Well, 11 was an MMO. Mm. 
Yeah. But they still have the same sort of combat style in the, the series that came after it. No, I know. I'm just saying that 11 wasn't necessarily like a true Final Fantasy game. Well, they call it Final Fantasy XI. All right, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Vanille, though, as a character. And this isn't about the game. This is about the character. All right. All right. Sweet. Uh, Alex, move on to you. What are your top three Okay, I'm going to go from characters? three to one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel a little bit silly about my list because two-thirds are like very similar characters. But um, number three is Dr. Mm-hmm. Nefarious from Ratchet and Clank. Because oh. I fucking love... Um, I love characters that have like a decent amount of humor. Um, so uh, most of my list is ju- are just the characters that I thought were really funny. So right. have any of you played Ratchet and Clank? No. Nope. I've heard of it, though. I've heard it's good. So Dr. Nefarious is just like super insane um, scientist, like your typical like mad scientist, but he is constantly like breaking the fourth wall and just like playing off of all of these old school mad scientist tropes. And uh, his character design is really just cool. <laughs> all right. Um, so as far as supporting characters go, he was up there for me. I love some of his one-liners. And like whenever I watched um, a cinematic in-game that he was in, I would get super pumped because I knew it was going to be entertaining. Nice. So he's a goodie. Um, my number two is Claptrap for like very for very similar reasons. Oh, like again, Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, I love. Yes, I almost said him, but then I ended up going. <laughs> I ended up going with Handsome Jack instead, but I, I was close. Yeah, it's again, it's just like the comedy route. He's hilarious, but the reason I didn't and choose adorable. him because he's, he's playable though. He's 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 a supporting character. I mean, like I know, but we're I not think gonna he's get, supporting. We're not going to get into the yeah. semantics of supporting character here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will agree with you on that big time. Part of I don't know. It, it's like a re- weird criteria to apply to this list too. But I was just thinking, who would I want an action figure of most? And I'm like, well, that's a weird standard to apply to it. But I <laughs> want a fucking action figure of Claptrap. Do they exist? They do. Okay. Um, so I just gotta get around to that at this point. It's not even that expensive. It's like twenty bucks, decent amount of detail. But yeah, claptrap is great. Um, and my number one is uh, it's kind of typical, and you're gonna see this in a lot of different like top ten like supporting video game character yeah, lists. But um, I fucking love Gary Oak. I think Gary <laughs> Oak is great because he's he is funny. He's just so fucking Gary immature. Oak. Yeah, from Pokemon. Oh, oh, Professor Oak. No, his grandson. Oh, you mean red or blue? I don't know. Well, he was green <laughs> originally. Er, well, okay. Yeah, okay. So, so he's the, he's the antagonist in which yeah. Pokemon game? He's the antagonist of um, Pokemon Red ones. and Blue, and okay. Um, well, he was also really big in the series, but then um, in the later games, he's actually um, a good guy. Okay. Because he grows up and matures. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, matures somewhat. Um, by the end of the series, he's like a 25-year-old guy that still says, like, smell you later when he says goodbye <laughs> to people, Yeah, which I think is fantastic. Awesome. But gotcha. um, his character development was actually pretty interesting for me from, like, coming from, like, this weird spoiled child with these, like, random self-esteem issues because, like, um, his grandpa just, like, clearly favorited, favorited the neighbor child. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he had, like, all these weird things going for him, and he, it was kind of sad, like... um. Red accidentally killed one of his Pokemon. So uh, there's a part of the game where you go to visit like a Pokemon cemetery and he's visiting his um, Rattata there. And he's just like, sorry, buddy. What game did that happen in? That happened in Red and Blue. When you go to the ghost tower, he's in there. When was it established that uh, the main character killed one of his Pokemon? Because um, you know how you meet up and battle him regularly? During one of the battles, like 
for the first few battles, he has this Rattata with him. And it's like the first Pokemon that he throws out. It's like clearly his favorite. But after um, one of your battles, he rushes out of the area, like panicking. And then the next time you see him, he's in the ghost tower and he's mourning something. And then the next time you fight him, there's no Rattata. This feels like fan fiction to me. No, it's a real thing. I'm pretty sure this is fan fiction. No, it's a confirmed thing. (laughs) A confirmed thing? Yeah. Who confirmed it? Nintendo. Really? Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. That Rattata was brutally murdered in Pokemon Red and Blue? I I don't know about brutally, but (laughs) it does say this, like, yeah, they were just like, yeah, his Pokemon passed away. Because the player killed it. Yeah, in your battle. Okay. I don't remember any of this. Just go look it up. It's all over the internet. I'm sure it is. It was it's just fan like- fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's where it originated from. Not fan fiction. <laughs> it came from the internet. I'll be so disappointed if it actually is fan fiction. But um, no, so there's that. And then there's just that really disappointing point for him where you go and you like fight the Elite Four and and he's been champion for literally like two minutes and then you overthrow him. <laughs> He got to be league champion for like two whole minutes before you destroy him. And then his grandpa comes up and congratulates you, not his grandson. And is just like, fuck off, grandson. You're not allowed to come in the special room for the special champions. And he takes like you into the special room. And Gary Oak is just like, grandpa, why? Alex, do you have a grandpa who doesn't love you? Oh, no, my grandpa loves me <laughs> you very seem, much. You seem to connect. Wow. <laughs> connect with Gary Oak. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Gary Oak is just a very, that's a long I've been a fan for a long time, so that came up pretty quickly. Wow, cool! Didn't see that one coming. Jared, oh my! Was turn. that three, Alex? That was huh? three. Was that yeah, three? That All was right. three. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, first, I'm going to go with King Loric from uh, Dragon Quest One, Dragon Warrior One, actually. Okay, so the just the main king of the game. I mean, what are you going to do without him? He saves your game. You're fucked. Is that the only way to save your game? Yes. You sure about that? Yes. That's shitty. <laughs> that is the only way to save your game. Really? And I think he revives you as well when you die. So you're you're just like best of buds with this guy then. <laughs> yeah. Plus you want to have sex with his daughter, so. Yeah. So you got to get in close to him. Yeah, yep. Okay. Uh, Next, Joker from Mass Effect. Oh, Joker oh, was great. Yeah, played by what's his face? Uh, Seth Green? Seth Green. Yep. Seth Green. And he is awesome because he has sex with a robot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty awesome thing to do. That's right. But I like, forgot about that. Yeah, I did love their chemistry before she had a body, and then afterwards it was so weird for him. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. And aren't they're making a live-action Mass Effect, aren't they? And, and isn't he going to reprise his role? I don't know. Maybe. I, really? I feel like I heard something about that, but it could have just been some Well, they're always mill. making rumors about video game movies yeah. that I'm never going to get to see. It would make sense for him to do the role. But I think actor. that like it's it's been in like serious like actual talks and like they are actually wanting him to do it and stuff. Oh, that would cool. be awesome. Wow. I'll, I'll do a little more research on that next time. Cool. What else? Uh, you know, I, I made this list about 10 minutes before the podcast because I forgot I had to do this. <laughs> oh, way to go. I, I went with Randy Marsh from the South Park game because he's fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> he was pretty <laughs> great in the game. game. The game yeah. was great. It is a great game. Have you not I, played it? I have not played it. You should. Do you like that South was Park? one of those games I played yes. through in like two sittings. It was so nice. Nice. Randy yeah. Marsh was just he made that game so much better. <laughs> well, was it expensive though? I mean, 
The price has probably gone down at this point. Uh, probably thirty-ish dollars, yeah. I would say. How long w- is it though? Huh? How long is it? Mm, like twenty hours. Fifteen. So like you get you get good a good amount of gameplay out of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like the equivalent of buying movie tickets, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, my top three, uh, are in no particular order, really. I guess I could go three, two, one, but I don't really care that much. Right. Um. First one. Uh. Laszlo from the Grand Theft Auto series. He's the radio DJ. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a good awesome. Pick. And he's in every game, and his storyline is kind of told throughout all the games. Really? Like, yeah. Like What's his, his story? I forgot about that. Like he's in Vice City. Well, Grand Theft Auto Three is kind of modern times, and he's in Vice City, which is a prequel in the eighties. Um, he's like a rock DJ, and then um, the storyline is he gets fired, and he goes and then he's in San Andreas for the next <laughs> game, like the nineties, and. Um, he's a chat host. It, it, it's really funny. And I then didn't bi- know that he was the same one for all the games. Same one for all the games. And in Grand Theft Auto Five, there's a mission where you actually meet him, and uh, <laughs> he's involved. In- it's cool. Well, that's awesome. Anyway, yeah. I, gra- I grabbed good this choice. Au- I grabbed this audio clip of Laszlo from San Andreas. Let's play this. This is radio thing. Welcome to Entertaining America. This is Laszlo. I'm here with a man who gets paid to talk for a living. It's incredible. What a concept. Um, he's called a rapper. Oglock, how are you? Oglock! It's OG Loke! OG Loke! You hear me, player? Yes, of course. <laughs> I hear you. You're only a few feet away, man. Listen, I'm a big fan. I, I love rap, I, I think. I mean, singing songs about yourself. <laughs> That's awesome. How, how you living? Straight. Really? Are you really straight? <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, just always had you know funny little quips on the radio. It was fun to listen to in those games and kind of see where his character had been, where he was going. As you're driving your Foggio along. As you're driving your Foggio <laughs> along. Um, I guess my number two is uh, from Knights of the Old Republic. Um, one and two, I guess. Uh, HK-47. I almost said HK-47. I dig HK-47. Mm-hmm. It doesn't count, though, because he's playable. He's a supporting character, right? <laughs> I think he is. Um, and I got a quote for HK-47, too. This is the robot who's like just basically a cold-hearted killer, and uh, he calls humans meatbags. Commentary. I say we blast the meatbag and save you the trouble, master. What's with all the droids lately? My wife get to you, too? Negative. I just don't like organic meatbags. Except for the master, of course. I don't know. It was kind of entertaining. I loved how he always prefaced the thing that the things that he was saying with something like commentary yeah. or objection. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. Did you play both games? Uh, yes. Yeah. Way back when I, I liked that he was in the second game. It was good. Um, and my number one is uh, I'm surprised it wasn't on Jared's list, but it makes sense because Jared's list 10 minutes before the podcast started. Uh, Taloon. From Dragon Warrior 4. Well, I would have chosen someone. I, I thought I wasn't supposed to choose someone who was playable. That It said supporting character, not... It's not. like, you just like define that I'm however you with want. I Jared here. I thought we weren't supposed to pick playable. Again, semantics of this top three. If list. I knew I could have played the chosen a playable character, I would have totally chosen Talon. This would have been a very different list for me as well. <laughs> All right, well, you guys go fuck yourselves. Talon <laughs> from Dragon Warrior 4. He had a really cool sequence. It's really memorable where... Um, He's a merchant. He's like a classic JRPG merchant. And during his chapter, when you first meet him, um, you get to play as a merchant. Like, you run his shop. Like, he runs huh. his little shop. It's pretty cool. Um, and he's just a great character. That's an of- awesome uh, little mini 
game thing. It's not even a game because there's, no, there's no strategy to it. What is it? <laughs> just time. You just, <laughs> just wait and customers come in and buy stuff and you sell it and you make gold. It's weird. That's cute. <laughs> anyway, it, it's just you know, kind of a cool little thing. So You make 100 gold the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Well, on that note, I think we should wrap things up. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you uh, are listening and you want to listen in more places, um, you can find our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and other uh, podcast directories and services and apps and all that. So go to our website to check all that out. And yeah, Alex, Jared, Sarah, thank you for joining. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, guy. <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> Good job. Catch you next week.